This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Sunday, June 14th, 2020. On this day in 1940, a group of 728 Polish prisoners were forced on a train from Tarnow to Auschwitz. Less than half survived. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering the first mass transport of prisoners by Nazi Germany to the infamous internment facility in occupied Poland. Setting the stage for the first summer of World War II, the transport began early on the morning of June 14, 1940, in the southern Polish city of Tarnow. It was just before 5 a.m. The guards shouted at the political prisoners and banged on the walls of their cells. Barely awake, the prisoners were dragged outside. The men were ordered to walk in rows of five. That way, they would be easier to count. The German military officers accompanied them on all sides, carrying heavy guns. Though it was early, their procession through the streets had woken sleeping Tarnov civilians. They watched with terror from their windows. One mother even noticed her son among the prisoners and rushed toward him. She wanted to say goodbye. But the German officers attacked her, beating her with the butts of their rifles. Her son watched in horror, trying to fight through the trudging prisoners and help his mom. He, too, was beaten. The marching men could only look forward fearing what might happen if they turned their heads to watch the violence. One survivor, Augenius Nido Yadlo, recalls that the sprawling line of men looked like a giant black snake. It gave him the impression of cattle being led to a slaughterhouse. An unknown civilian threw red flowers towards the men, but the German soldiers quickly stomped on them. Any sign of hope had diminished. Finally, they arrived at the town's train station. There, they were packed into a passenger train, prohibited from opening the windows. Anyone who tried was met with violence. The German officers, also known as the SS, stood with rifles at the door to each cabin. The train lurched along, but no one talked. Now, in a different setting, the men studied one another's faces. Most were young boys, secondary school graduates, university students, scouts, and other youth who opposed the Nazi party. They'd been arrested for their political activism. The men hadn't committed typical crimes. They'd rebelled against the German takeover of Poland, but that was a crime punishable by death to the Nazis. 
As they turned their gaze to the windows, they were disheartened to see that the Polish train stations had all been marked with German names. Still, they could tell by the terrain that they were headed west. Then the train came to a screeching halt. They reached Krakow, Poland. As the doors opened, SS men hit the prisoners with rifles, forcing them to exit their railway cars. On the platform, the prisoners noticed a significant shift in mood in both the guards and those waiting at the station. All around, German soldiers hooted and hollered with reckless frivolity. They seemed to be celebrating. Horror-stricken, the prisoners recognized their words. Paris is taken. Paris is taken. Their hearts sunk as the Poles realized the Germans were celebrating because their army forces had overtaken the city of Paris. France was surrendering. More of Europe had fallen to the Nazis. Against the backdrop of jovial music and singing, the starved prisoners stood, almost numb, waiting for their next instruction. Then, once more, they were ordered onto the trains, still without a clue where they were being taken. Some time later, the train slowed. For many, they had arrived on the grounds they would die on. Before them, a sign read, Auschwitz. The SS shouted, Alice Raus, Alice Raus, schnell, schnell, meaning all out, all out, quickly, quickly. Though afraid, the prisoners filed off the train and were brutally beaten with sticks. Suddenly, an SS officer commanded attention, halting the abuse. He took a step onto a stool, cleared his throat, then said, You have not come to a sanitarium, but to a German concentration camp, and the only way out is through the chimney of the crematorium. If there's anybody who doesn't like it, he can walk into the wire right away. If there are any Jews in transport, they have no right to live longer than two weeks, priests for a month, and the rest for three months. Coming up, the Polish prisoners' internment and why they were sent to Auschwitz. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. After the ominous announcement of impending death on June 14, 1940, the first Polish prisoners hopelessly entered their new confines. The next day, they began their work as prisoners of Auschwitz, the most lethal extermination camp of Hitler's reign. But the events leading up to their imprisonment at Auschwitz had really begun a year prior as tensions rose all over Europe. By 1939, the last remaining Jewish businesses had been shut down throughout Germany. 
Meanwhile, he mobilized troops to invade Poland. Hitler wanted Lebensraum, or living space, for what he deemed the superior Aryan race. To supply them with reason to invade, he launched an anti-Polish propaganda campaign in August 1939. Nationalist news publications claimed that Poland had plans with Great Britain and France to dismember Germany. While this was not the case, it was successful in stoking rage in German soldiers. At 4.45 a.m. on September 1, 1939, the Germans invaded Poland with more than 2,000 tanks and over 1,000 planes, breaking Polish defenses. By October 6, 1939, all of Poland had surrendered, but civilians continued to retaliate. In the year that followed, chaos filled the streets. Poles rebelled and ran from the regular street roundups and summary executions. Many tried to escape Poland via the Polish-Slovak border in the south. They'd hoped to join the Allied forces and take back the land that was once their home. Unfortunately, most did not make it. Instead, they were captured and distributed to various prisons across the country. In jail, they were labeled political prisoners and faced poor living conditions. Tarnow prison was particularly crowded. About 16 men were held in each six-by-six-meter cell. Straw mattresses lined the dirty floors, and a single metal bucket served as their toilet. Sleeping in such close proximity made it easier for lice and infection to spread. Bread was rationed inconsistently. Sometimes starved inmates wouldn't receive food for days. But despite their hunger, they were forced to clean and work. And though the awful conditions of the prisons did not concern the Nazi soldiers, the waste of human power did. After all, the overcrowding made jails inefficient. They could use these prisoners to do more than simply sustain their own jails. And with a steady increase in mass arrests, the German military knew they would need to find a place to relocate the Poles. Seeking a solution, German authorities discussed five potential regions in the country where a major concentration camp could be constructed. One of these was the Silesian town of Oshvienchim. Formerly used by the Polish army in World War I, the land already had army barracks. The empty space surrounding these barracks would also make anticipated expansion of the camp easy. Finally, major railroad lines could easily reach the region from numerous European cities. So it was decided. On April 27, 1940, Heinrich Himmler, one of the most powerful members of the Nazi party, ordered the military to build a new concentration camp. Oshvienchim was renamed Auschwitz, and the former tobacco monopoly building and army barracks became its central structures. Between that first transport in June 1940 and the final transport in July 1944, over 7,000 Polish men and women would make the same journey from Tarnow prison to Auschwitz concentration camp. 
between 1.1 and 1.5 million people died there. 90% of them were Jewish. Today, Poland observes June 14th as a National Remembrance Day for the victims of the German Nazi concentration and extermination camps. The grandchildren of those who lived to share their stories now retell them, honoring the bravery of their ancestors in the face of suffering. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more on the dark rise of the Third Reich and its relentless leader, check out our Adolf Hitler episodes of Dictators. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It's executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Lauren DeLille, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson. <laughs>